Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To Vikings fans, I just want to let you know, you'll get everything I absolutely have on an every single day basis. Uh, knowing how hard it is to win in this league and having come from an organization where we were just able to accomplish the ultimate goal in winning a Super Bowl, um, I know what it takes. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I know how hard it can be, but I know if you've got the right kind of people with you, the right ownership, the right leadership structure with you, and I know we have the right kind of players in this building already, uh, we can accomplish a lot, a lot of really special things. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can also follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right. It's a new era for the Vikings today. They introduced Kevin O'Connell as the team's new head coach. It's also a new era for the Viking Age podcast as we have a, a co-host now, and his name is Chris Shad. So welcome to the show as a co-host, Mr. Chris Shad. Hey, Adam. Thank you for having me as your co-host. I'm Jack to drop some hot Vikings takes, which is the most generic thing I could possibly say. But um, I'm looking to have a lot of fun on this YouTube channel and just get to work with you. So let's do this. All right, Chris. So for for those of you that don't know much about who you are, uh, for those that may be listening or, or watching right now, can you can maybe give people a little background to who Chris Shad is, maybe how long you've been covering the Vikings, rooting for the Vikings, you know, who is Chris Shad? Well, I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. I'm kind of a homer. Uh, I do a lot of writing. I write a Bring Me the News, Zone Coverage, and of course, the Viking Age. I've been writing for the Viking Age since 2018 season. Uh, I, I just like to talk about the Vikings. I like to throw my opinions out there and throw them on the wall. Sometimes I get a little weird with my opinions and my writing, but uh, it's all in good fun, and honestly, there are few teams in the National Football League that are this much fun to cover, even though they're frustrating, so I I'm excited to do all of it. All right, so that's Chris. Once again, I'm I'm Adam Patrick. I've been with the Viking Age since probably uh, late 2016, been covering the Vikings since since 2013, 
and just been rooting and getting my heart broken by the team probably since, you know, the 97, 98 season. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm still here. So, and we're, me and Chris are here to try and help everyone through uh, this, this new era of, of Vikings football, which, you know, pretty much officially began today. So let's just get right into today's first topic, which is Kevin O'Connell. Today, Thursday, was officially introduced as the new Vikings head coach. Uh, he comes from the Rams. He was the offensive coordinator for the Rams for the last two years. Just helped them win a Super Bowl. Uh, I believe he's 36 years old, so only a few years older than uh, Kirk Cousins, which is, is a little interesting. But, you know, Chris, what are you most excited about about the arrival of, of Kevin O'Connell? The fact that he's not Mike Zimmer, first of all, because this team <laughs> needed a change. I mean, at, especially towards the end of last season, it was just so frustrating to see the Vikings play so lethargically. You know, you had the Christmas hangover game, which is hilarious because shot, or excuse me, uh, Kevin O'Connell was saying, oh, the fans at U.S. Bank Stadium was so loud and everything else. That was the Christmas hangover game. That was where Justin Jefferson's like, how do we not have energy here? How do we not have anything going? Like, it just seems like a jolt of energy was needed. And hearing Kevin O'Connell talk at the press conference, I mean, you don't win the press conference, obviously, but he you can see how he won the interview, how he won the job, and ultimately how he got the trust of Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. So it's a really interesting hire and one that I'm excited to see on the field. Yeah, I was impressed with his press conference. I think, yeah, you can understand why uh, the the team and the general manager and, and and ownership and everyone who was involved in the interview in the interview process came away, you know, impressed by uh, you know Kevin O'Connell. Uh, he's he's a young guy, but he he acts I feel like a lot more experienced and older than than he probably is, um, and he seems you know, to be, you know in touch with, with today's NFL, what it takes to, to run, run a team, um, you know, to, to, he said he wants, he's not going to hire any coaches that, you know, aren't going to build a relationship with a player or want to, want to help get to know a player on an even personal level. Um, so I like that about him. I like that. He said, you know, something, some of the things he said was, was, you know, like, you know, we're not going to approach each game the same way, which is just like great to hear coming from the last regime, which where it was like, you know, really my way or the highway. We're going to run the ball, play defense. But, you know, Kevin O'Connell, he knows that you have to go into each game with a different uh, you know, strategy. And uh, at the same time, he can say all this stuff that he wants to do and, and say all the stuff that he's going to do. But once it comes down to it, you got to go out on the field and, and execute and and win games. That's most important. I'm not so sure if winning games in 2022 is the most important thing in the world right now. But, you know, within the next two or three years, you know, I think Vikings fans are expecting Kevin O'Connell to get this team back to being a, content, a contender. Would you agree with that? If you listen to him during his press conference, he sounded like a guy that wants to win in 2022, and why yeah. wouldn't he? I assume that Kwesi Adolfo Mensa's contract is four years, which is the same length as uh, Kevin O'Connell's. I keep wanting to call him Sean McVay. They're, they're basically the same person to me <laughs> after watching the press conference today. But 
I, I think he's got a short contract. And when you heard him talk today, he praised Kirk Cousins. He praised his accuracy. He praised what he brings to the table. Uh, you also ha- heard him talk about Anthony Barr, which was surprising. Oh, yeah. You heard him talk about Eric Hendricks. And you heard him praise Harrison Smith saying he's the perfect fit for the defense. The only problem that I'm seeing right now is the salary cap situation where yep. the Vikings are over 14 million over the salary cap right now. You can't keep all these players. And it makes me wonder who's going to go. Here's the one thing that I noticed. You know who he didn't say during the press conference? Daniil Hunter. Oh, yeah. Now, he was never mentioned during the press conference. So I wonder if instead of getting rid of Cousins, they're going to get rid of Daniil Hunter because that would be a big blow. And uh, especially when they're talking about three-man fronts, even though they say 80% of the front is going to be nickel, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Daniil wants to be here, especially under that contract right now. So that that was a very interesting quote, but I think that, uh, O'Connell and uh, Adolfo Mensa want to win right now. Yeah, that's an interesting point you bring up that he didn't mention, uh, you know, Daniel Hunter, which is a pretty big part of the defense uh, last couple of years. So it seems like a, a person to leave out. I'm not sure if he did that intentionally or not. Or not. I, I- Actually, actually, he wasn't a big part of the defense because he only played in seven games. I, I but, said, I said know. few, so that that means at least three. So twenty nineteen <laughs> counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, I think you know, looking at the incoming draft class, the the edge rushers are supposed to be pretty deep um, this year. So maybe the Vikings look at that and you know see see someone who can come in and make an impact immediately as an edge rusher and cost way less than uh, Neil Hunter. You know, maybe maybe that is a route that they take. Um, he he was asked about Kirk Cousins. I think that was the second or third question uh, he was asked about. Um, and his response was, I'll say it was interesting. He said what he, you know, was supposed to say. He said, oh, he's, he's under contract. So I'm expecting and anticipating that he will be here next season. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing really more that he can say, though, because, you know, there's a chance that he could, that Kirk Cousins could be with the Vikings next year. Um, so, what did did you think? Anything of of his response to uh, will Kirk Cousins be the Vikings starting quarterback next year, or, or or do you you know just take? Are you taking it as you know? We'll we'll see how that goes. I really think that was the most interesting part of the press conference because there is the Cousins thing. He praised him. Obviously, he's not going to say. You know, oh, I, I hated working with Kirk. Why would I want to bring him back to Minnesota? If they want to trade him, they have to pump his value yeah. up as high as they can. But all the drumbeats suggest that they're going to sign him. It's a matter of Kirk wants to be here. This is on Kirk Cousins because right now he's got a $45 million cap hit. Uh, according to a report, he wants a deal somewhere in the neighborhood of $40 million, which is what Derek Carr asked for. And if he continues on the same path where he wanted to get as much money as possible, which who can fault him? I, I mean, we're all yeah. trying to make money, but when you're trying to win a Super Bowl, that's a little bit of a different story. And when you think about it, what's the difference between, let's say, 30 million and 40 million? Probably not a lot, especially when you drive your grandmother's minivan. <laughs> um, so I, I think that Cousins can be here. It just seemed like O'Connell played a really good poker face throughout the Mm -hmm. press conference, Mm -hmm. talking about the players that I mentioned before. And we're not going to know what they really think about Kirk Cousins until he's either signed to a deal or traded somewhere. 
I think the Vikings have to be flexible. They have to be willing to dangle him out in a quarterback market that's very bullish with a lot of teams needing a quarterback. And I think the Vikings need to adapt to what happens. Because if they say, we're going to keep Kirk Cousins, he goes, I want $45 million. They're going to go, um, yeah, we can't do this, man. We're, we're shipping you to Indianapolis or something. Yeah, yeah. two things before we move on to the next topic is I think – Quasi Dofomensa and Kevin O'Connell both emphasize they're going to do whatever's best for this team, regardless of you know what they have to do. And if that means moving on from Cousins, moving on from Hunter, moving on from Eric Kendricks, whoever, they're going to do what's best for the team, and and that's ultimately what matters. And then you know another thing um, about the defense, and he, you said he had mentioned Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, you know, they performed. You know, at their best in college when they were in a three-four defense, um, that's how Anthony Barr, you know, kind of vaulted himself into first-round pick status. It was when he was in a three-four defense. So, for people who are like, "Oh, he can't be in a three-four defense," he's he's been in this before and excelled. I know it was a long time ago, but he he knows how to do you know be in both. And I believe the Vikings, you know, at least last year, ran a a couple different you know kind of hybrid three-four four-three. Uh, alignments in the defense, so I don't think he's going to be too unfamiliar if he comes back. Um, all right, so moving on to the next topic, which has to do with the Vikings randomly being thrown in with uh, Deshaun Watson and, and his rumors. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback who missed all of last season um, just basically because he didn't want to play for the Texans and he's got a bunch of illegal issues facing him right now. Watson is facing 22 civil suits alleging sexual assault and misconduct. Uh, we'll wait to see how that falls. But ESPN's Jeremy Fowler is it was really the one who kind of created this uh, attachment to the Vikings when he, he put in one of his columns that Deshaun Watson or the Vikings are on Deshaun Watson's radar, um, you know, which is just, and I think he included the Tampa Bay Buccaneers too. So, you know, when you heard this or saw this, you know, just what was your reaction to all this, Chris? It's all fodder. It's all off-season fodder. I mean, earlier today, Josina Anderson said that Watson's agent told her that it was all a ruse. But somebody is putting this out there. This is where the whole poker face thing comes in. The Vikings are going to sit there and say they want Kirk Cousins because they want teams to come after Kirk Cousins. When Deshaun Watson says he wants to play for the Vikings, he's using it as leverage to get out of Houston, a place that he desperately wants to get out of. I think this is going to come down to how much risk is the Vikings going to be able to take? Because we see this all over this place. And, and I want to say right now, none of these allegations are okay. But I mean, look at the list of risk that front offices have taken over the past couple of years. You have the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs t drafting Tyreek Hill after he assaulted his pregnant girlfriend and then turned around and uh, allegedly broke the arm of his three-year-old son. He's one of the elite yeah. NFL wide receivers. Joe Mixon punched a woman in the face. The Cincinnati Bengals still drafted him in the second round. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, he punched a woman on the ground and he still got drafted in the first round by the Titans. You see all these things, and some front offices are willing to do it. The old regime with Rick Spielman, when they were faced between Trey Waynes and Marcus Peters in the 2015 draft, Peters was the better prospect, but they took Trey Waynes in large part because 
Peters had a tantrum and got dismissed from Washington. Peters has had character issues, but he's been the better prospect. He's a former All-Pro, I believe a two-time All-Pro. So if the Vikings want to get Deshaun Watson, he's 26 years old. He's a franchise quarterback. I know some people are going to be like, well, he's not better than Kirk Cousins. He is. I, I would pay $40 million for Deshaun Watson from a pure football standpoint. But those 22 cases, I mean, you're taking an awful big risk. And if he gets into more trouble, it's not going to look good. It's not going to be for the PR. And it's going to end Adolfo Mensa's and O'Connell's uh, reign, so to speak, before we even know it. Yeah, it's a really big risk to take, especially for a new regime. I would understand if, if you know, it was still Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman with the Vikings because they've been there for a while. They've they've built, I guess you could say, their their own sort of culture, and they would feel comfortable with the locker room that that they built to bring someone in like Deshaun Watson. Um, but with this new regime, we don't really know what you know what they're going to do as far as the locker room goes. What kind of guys they're looking for, if they're willing to take those kind of risks, and at the same time, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he could face. Uh, a long suspension from the league, depending on what happens. He could face jail time. Well, not jail time. None of these are criminal, but, you know, he could be found guilty in these civil civil suits. Um, he doesn't have to be found guilty to be suspended by the league, um, in case anyone was wondering. Yes, he, he has a talent. And at the same time, I understand that he's younger, um, but his price tag isn't much different. It's actually the Vikings would clear zero cap space if they traded him for Kirk Cousins straight up, obviously that's not going to happen, but they would, somebody would have to include draft picks and all that. But if those two were exchanged, zero cap dollars is saved for the Vikings, and they're in the same position where they have to figure out how to build the rest of their team when their quarterback is taking up a large chunk of money. And he signed until, what, 2026? So it's not like yeah. he's going to be like, yeah, I want an extension to lower my cap hit. Like, you can't extend, we're going to extend him to 2028? 20, You're not going to do that. Um, so it's... It, I think what I think is interesting, though, is that the Vikings were selected in this this report or rumor or whatever. And it says to me that people are aware that the Vikings might be looking to change up things at the quarterback position. You know, I don't think that the Bucks are obvious because Tom Brady retired and then the Vikings are thrown in there. And it's like, well, why? Why are the Vikings in there? They have Kirk Cousins. Well. Maybe they don't want Kirk Cousins. They might want him, but they want to see what else is out there. And I think that that wasn't put in there just randomly that that he's interested in the Vikings because I think he might know that they might be interested in moving on from Kirk Cousins. Uh, did you did you feel any similar sort of way? I, again, all these things are going to be put out there. I mean, people are going to <laughs> talk. We're going to hear like conflicting reports all off season. You know, yep. even if Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Chris Martinson, Chris Thomason, all of the Vikings beat reporters say one thing or the other, it, it's going to get wild in the next three weeks. And it's not just the Vikings. It's everywhere. It's, you know, you could have eight different teams with new quarterbacks next year. It's going to be fun, man. I, I mean, if the Vikings wind up signing Kirk Cousins, um, I think it would have to be like a one or two year extension something that you kind of keep your options open down the road and can open the door for taking a franchise quarterback maybe this year, but especially in the 2023 draft where you have uh, better prospects like uh, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I think there's going to be a lot. Yeah, I, uh, 
I what just straight up, would you trade for Deshaun Watson? Would you want the Vikings to trade for him? From a pure football standpoint, yes. From a uh, legal standpoint, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what what what's what's going on there because I mean, again, none of these are okay. If it's like one or two, you're going okay. Let's see what happens. But twenty two, two, two yeah. allegations. That's uh, that's that's a lot more risk than I think I'm willing to take on. Yeah, I think. <sighs> And people might think this is crazy or that, that I'm crazy or whatever, but I think I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Deshaun Watson. The the risk in terms of we know Kirk Kirk Cousins is gonna be on the field. We know what he can bring to the team. We don't know if when Deshaun Watson is gonna play again. So to give up like a massive amount of assets, which is what has been reported that the Texans want. It doesn't seem like a very good idea for the Vikings to, you know, give up all that stuff unless they are a hundred percent certain that he is not going to be suspended or affected by any of his his current, you know, lawsuits. And think about the status of this roster. I know Kevin O'Connell praised just about everybody he could think of, but this is the team that needs to rebuild its defense. Yeah, there are some high end pieces there. But they're going to need some draft picks, especially if they're going to a three-man scheme. They need some depth at linebacker. They need a lot of depth in the secondary. They will need picks to rebuild this defense. And giving up two firsts or whatever it's going to take to get Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins, that's a hefty price. I think the time to trade for him was last season. But, of course, that got a wrench thrown into it with all these legal issues. Yeah, and there were rumors that you know the Vikings were looking to move on from Cousins uh, last year. So who who knows if the Vikings could have landed Deshaun uh, Watson? All right, let's move on to the the next topic, which which has more to do with with Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, this is a Vikings podcast, and he's a big topic in the Vikings offseason. So we're you know probably going to talk about him a lot on this show, just because he's a big topic. But you know, a report came from uh, Mr. Ben Standig of the the Athletic. I believe this was, this was in a column. He writes, he covers the red, not the whoa, he covers the commanders uh, for, for the Athletic. Um, and the this commies, was in a column. hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um, and uh, he was writing about all the possible quarterback, you know, scenarios for that team because they're in a, a situation where they might be looking for the quarterback. And Kirk Cousins was among the players listed. I thought it was interesting that he, he even mentioned Cousins because he he played for the the team before, but he also mentioned that the head coach and the like team president or whatever isn't there anymore, and and he's got a connection. I think maybe Ron Rivera might have the same agent as him or something like that. Um, but Kirk Cousins, he the important thing from what Standing said in his writing is that. Kirk Cousins is not likely to take a team-friendly contract extension from uh, the Vikings or wherever he ends up. Um, and then another thing that kind of gets added into this is a Raiders reporter um, from the uh, Las Vegas uh, newspaper out there reported that a an extension for Raiders quarterback Derek Carr could be worth $40 million per year. Now, if you ask most people, most people would put Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins probably in a similar, if not the same, tier. 
of, of the current quarterbacks in there. So if, if, if Derek Carr is going to be looking for an extension, you know, around 40 million, you can guarantee that Kirk Cousins is going to be wanting to get that uh, as well. So, you know, if all this is true as around Kirk Cousins, you know, not likely to sign a team friendly extension, um, shouldn't ex- extension for Cousins for the Vikings even be on the table anymore? I feel like, excuse me, I feel like my stance on Cousins is he's a bit of a culture problem. Because if we go back to training camp, we go back to last August, the Vikings just had this every man for himself mentality. I mean, go back to 2017. There were a lot of guys taking team-friendly deals because they thought they had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Last season, Cousins was not interested in that. He played at a high tag. Uh, the whole vaccination thing and how he played that out was a big factor. And I, it spread throughout the team. Ben Gessling had a report that said that a lot of players were intimidated to get vaccinated because they'd looked down on the top stars in the league. There were a lot of things that were going on there that I don't really know what the real story is. But Kirk's tried to make money at every stop. He's tried to get every penny that he could. And for him to stop now would be shocking to me. And and I mean, you can't really ask him to like take a 50% pay cut because I mean, he is 33. He's in the prime of his career. He's not going to screw with the union in that way and just zap his pay cut down to $12 million. That's not going to happen. If he goes into Adolfo Mensa's office and says, I want $45 million because I'm better than Derek Carr, they have to balk because there is no way to build the roster around him. I've always believed that Cousins has the physical ability of a top five, maybe top 10 quarterback or top 10 top, maybe top five. That's what I meant. But I, I think that it's between the ears with him. It's his mentality. It's I don't want to risk making interceptions. And I don't know if it's because of his stats because he wants to bring that to the negotiating table or whatever. And, and I mean, some people, the Kirk stands out there will throw numbers in my face, which is fine. I, I mean, his numbers, we could engrave them in a bronze block and put them in Canton because they are very good numbers. But watching him the last couple of years, it's just been a major problem, which is why it's buyer beware for me. Yeah, um, if he wants an extension that's worth forty million or over, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that for this team. I don't know how that's going to help anyone, especially because of all the holes that they have um, right right now. It's it's going to be extremely difficult for them to do what they want to do. I feel like by extending cousins and paying him that much and people are going to point to immediately you know will you lower his cap hit this year um if you give him you know what he wants okay then what about next year and the year after you're going to have the same problem over and over and over again so and and i don't like you said i don't blame cousins for for wanting to get his money this is what he's done his whole career you know some people are in the nfl to to make money uh he can say that he wants to win too um and I'm sure he does, but his objective, I think it's pretty easy to say in the NFL is to make as much money as possible, you know, while he can. Um, and that's, that's good for him. It's a, it's, it's a, 
a unique job for everyone. He has a great opportunity that most people don't get. So take advantage of it for sure. But don't don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to do any anything it takes to to win for this team when clearly that wasn't the case that wasn't exhibited last year uh, in a bunch of different ways. So what do you ask say? Alex Smith about making the most money as possible? Because one second yeah. he's got a pretty yeah. good contract with Washington, and the next his legs fractured and God knows how many pieces. So I mean that's. Uh, yeah, if I'm a quarterback like Kirk, I, I'm making as much money as I can. But what do you want? Do you want to make money or do you want to win the Super Bowl? There's got to be a compromise at some point. I think I did see shortly before we started recording, I think it was ESPN's Courtney Cronin uh, threw out that she thinks that or Kirk's camp or whatever that she's hearing is Kirk's, Kirk's camp wants to kind of force the Vikings hand and they don't want to move forward with an extension immediately so that they the Vikings either have to, you know, let him play out his final year or trade him. And there's more politics to this because of the Vikings yeah. sit there and say, yeah, we love Kirk. We want to care to the offense to him. We want to build a support yeah. system. We want to do that. They are the good guy. Kirk Cousins yeah. is not the good guy if his camp forces their hand. Yeah. And, and again, he doesn't have a no trade clause, but he has that yeah. major cap hit, which if he's unwilling, let's say, you know, Let's say Washington wants to make a deal for him. They're going to offer the number 11 overall pick. And Kirk goes, I'm not going back there. Like, that screws everything over. Kirk is going to look like the bad guy here. And the Vikings are doing the right thing from a PR standpoint to make sure there's damage control. Are there any teams that you would look at as kind of front runners to maybe acquire him? Because immediately I look at the Broncos. I was going to say the Steelers and Steelers and Broncos. (laughs) Yep. Pittsburgh's the team, either Pittsburgh or Indianapolis. Because look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh went to the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger, who's a walking court in a wheelchair. I mean, he could do more damage on at a buffet table than a football (laughs) field right now. It's just, he could be like Yokozuna in WWE or something like, uh, Indianapolis nearly went to the uh, playoffs with Carson Wentz. I'm so fl- I, I, my mind's so fried right now. I, I'm blown away by it. But imagine Kirk in Indianapolis. He's got an all-pro offensive line. He's got the best running back in the NFL and Jonathan Taylor. Sorry, Dalvin. And he's got almost no weapons. So I, maybe that's a problem. But <laughs> I mean, there are going to be desperate teams. This is going to get crazy, especially if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go anywhere. You know, Russell Wilson, he's probably the first domino to fall, but then teams are going to come calling. There will be offers. It just depends if the Vikings want to make that offer. Yeah, we've seen the Colts over the years do that, make those offers. We've seen the Panthers the last couple of years, you know, go all out for a quarterback. They could be uh, looking to get cousins. Uh, you know, I think the Steelers are remind me a lot of the 2018 Vikings where they're they're literally like, set up to just sign a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. They got the receivers. They've got the the running back. They've got the defense. I don't know about their offensive line, which seems the to one, be question everywhere. And the one thing that I did notice, I had Tyler Fornis on my other podcast, The Homer mm-hmm. Horn, and he mentioned that the Steelers love Malik Willis. So yep. if they had the choice, I bet you they'd trade up for Willis and get that rookie contract window which is what the Vikings should be aiming for right now because this is a roster that needs some turnover. It could win right away, but it it needs some work. Yeah, I think we'll find out more about, you know, that Willis 
aspect when after the combine because that could be a place where Willis's stock kind of skyrockets and then he ends up, you know, being in the discussion of maybe a top five pick where teams are going to want to trade up there. And maybe the Steelers are like, yeah, that's a little too rich for, you know, for us. We don't want to give up that much to move up for a quarterback who still has some question marks um, when we could just trade for Kirk Cousins and we know what we're going to get out of him. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious. This is going to be a very interesting just next month. Next month, a lot's going to come out about Kirk Cousins staying, going, whatever. Uh, so far, everyone, you know, the Vikings are all on board. Kirk Cousins, those are all the reports. So he's not going anywhere, guys. Stop even speculating that he's going to go anywhere. The Vikings have already said they're going to build around him. Um, all right, last topic. Uh, what do you think of the Super Bowl? Rams, Bengals, Rams win. Well, okay. If we're talking about the game. That's one thing. If we're talking about the rock, that's another. The rock. Oh, the rock. I wanted to run through a wall after the rock was on the field. But there's one thing. There are two things I didn't like. I, I guess I'm thinking about it right now. One, when he said millions. I don't know about you, but in my living room, I said and millions. <laughs> and another thing, I was fully expecting the catchphrase at the end. That if you smell, oh for sure. When when you are a rube like myself, like a yep. big time rock stand, like I need that. I need that adrenaline in my veins. But it, but it worked. As far as the game goes, I mean, it's cool to get Matt Stafford a ring. Like I, I know, excuse mm -hmm. me, Matthew. His wife was wearing a shirt saying yeah, it's yeah, Matthew, yeah. not Matt. So I will I will oblige there. And despite the controversy of uh, that female photographer falling off the stage, oh Matt Stafford just walking away, just having a she, bottle she of water fractured or her spine. Did you hear that? She fractured yeah, her spine. Yeah, it, it is bad. It is bad. <laughs> but um, they are paying his bills or her bills, so are, yeah. that's good. Um, it was cool to see him get a ring. It was cool to see him getting blasted at the Super Bowl parade. That was awesome. I love Joe Burrow. Uh, I think yeah. they were this close. I mean, if Burrow's got a little bit more time, he probably finds uh, Demar Chase and all the Penny Sewell yes, guys anytime. are like, told you. But I mean, seeing the Bengals in that situation with the chance to win and getting screwed by a call, by the way, inside the five. I mean, Cooper Cup's hard to stop, but when you got him on seventh down, it's even harder to stop him. Uh, it it was a great game. It, like that's usually what I want. I want a game that comes down to the wire. I want some decent commercials. I want uh, lots of food. And if you're gonna throw the rock in there, I, I'm totally game. So I thought it was a good game. Yeah, I thought it was too. I thought the halftime show was really good. Mm. Um, I know some. some it made me older feel people. old though. It yeah, it did. Especially when Fifty <sighs> Cent uh, was like Fifty's beer from... got broke me. <laughs> Yeah, he's I, like doing, I don't know. He's like doing pull-ups. It's like, do they got strings up there? Like yeah. pulling you off of there or what? <laughs> it was it was good. I I, I liked it. Um, yeah, it did make me feel old because I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, I remember this from high school. Um, so, yeah, that was, <laughs> and that was good. And only one Eminem song, too. That that yeah. was a little bit rough, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lots of... I, I don't know. It was good. It was short, short and sweet. I feel like, and and that's, and I didn't know that they don't they don't get paid. They pay for all that. I didn't know that the, right. the halftime yeah. performers pay for all that's kind of looked at as like a giant commercial, which makes sense in the end. But I was like, mm -hmm. what? They don't get paid, but it makes sense. Um, 
All right. So looking at the Rams and the Bengals, the Rams and the Bengals both took a like completely different path to to get to the Super Bowl. The Rams traded like their next 19 first round picks to get to the Super Bowl while the Bengals, you know, kind of you could say they tanked, but they're the Bengals too, and they're probably just gonna be bad. Um, but they they were really bad. They got Joe Burrow and they got Jamar Chase. They had some more picks in the draft, use salary cap. Um, so you know, looking at the Vikings and their future and what the Rams did, what the Bengals did, which path do you think the Vikings should follow to to try and get to the Super Bowl? I think it's somewhere in between. I think that the Vikings are going to try and push and try and win as soon as possible, but I don't think they should hemorrhage all their first round picks to get proven players unless one becomes available. Like, I don't think the Vikings are in a position where they go all in to try and win right now. That was 2018 when Jalen Ramsey was available and they sat on their draft picks so they could draft uh, Garrett Bradbury. Like the Bengals strategy, they tanked. They just went all the way down. And, you know, I don't think that's an option for the Vikings, especially for Kwesi and uh, Kevin O'Connell. I I just don't see that happening where they go all the way down. They strip everything to the studs and try and rebuild because you're wasting Justin Jefferson's prime. You're wasting, you know, Kevin O'Connell's coaching career probably because he's not going to get a lot of time, especially after another McVay understudy just went to the Super Bowl. So, I think that it's somewhere in the middle. I think they need to be aggressive, but they also need to get rid of some of the players that have been mainstays on this team, but are taking a lot of the salary cap. Yeah, I uh, I kind of agree with that. Kind of taking uh, both a, of an approach, but just just because I don't think you know Quasi Adolfo Mensa. I don't think he comes into this this job and and just wants to trade away all his draft picks i look at someone where he comes from an organization like the browns where it seems like they value those draft picks you know pretty pretty highly and i would expect him to to feel the same way so for them to come in here and you know trade a bunch of draft picks for for whoever on offense or defense i I just don't think that that's going to happen and then you know at the same time yeah i don't think they're they ha- still have a lot of good players. Like, if you start tanking right now, is Justin Jefferson going to want to be there? Like, he's going to want out really fast. Um, if you win two games uh, next season, you know he's he's not going to want to be there. He sees Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl, two of his his friends and teammates, former teammates. You know, having fun in the Super Bowl, seeing Odell Beckham win the Super Bowl. Uh, he doesn't want to be two and fourteen. He wants to win now. He he saw. He probably looks at what the Bengals did this year and looks at the Vikings this year and is like, hey, why can't we do that? You know, why can't we just add a couple pieces and and have our run and go to the Super Bowl, which maybe they can. But, yeah, I I, uh, I do think it's somewhere in the middle. I think if opportunities come up to trade draft picks, the Vikings will consider it. But I think they're probably going to favor uh keeping as much much draft capital as they can now this isn't to say they're going to trade for you know four or five seventh round picks uh you know in the draft because i'm i'm gonna assume that they value draft picks from the earlier rounds um unlike rick spielman uh who i believe is he in jacksonville did he sign a deal with them i don't know if it was ever official 
Yeah, it, I haven't it heard that. It sounded like it was official, and then it didn't. It never really. Yeah, because I heard like he had a hand in in getting maybe Doug Peterson in there, but I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything like him having an official position. But if if he is in Jacksonville, enjoy having fifteen picks in the draft this year, Jaguars, because that that's that's what's going to happen. I'm kind of I'm really interested to see this year's draft. You know what the Vikings do, like as far as how many picks they're going to have. Are they going to trade up into the earlier rounds to try and get more of those, those top prospect guys? I know it's not a super deep draft, I guess, depending on what position, but you know, are, are, are they going to just, just try and get the best prospects that they can instead of maybe taking more chances on guys in the later rounds, like Rick Spielman would like to do because those guys come with, with less risk. Um, so I'm curious to see all that happening. Um, all right. So, that's going to do it for today's show. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. From now on, you will uh, be able to find out when new shows are coming on. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. Follow Viking, the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Follow Chris Shad on Twitter. Where can they do that, Chris? At the real Chris Shad. There you go. Follow him. And uh, he writes for the Viking Age. He writes for Zone Coverage. He writes for Bring Me the News. Am I missing anything? Uh, Viking Age, Zone Coverage, Bring Me the News. I think that's it. I, the un- I sometimes the lose track of it. Yeah. I do not write for The Onion, but yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's going to do it for us. Um, so, you know, go, go follow everything. Subscribe to everything. Uh, But until next time, we will talk to you later. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.